What's up? How's my voice sound? Uh, good. So you got the COVID and yeah. didn't really have any symptoms yesterday, but now you do. I have the mildest thing that I could identify as a sore throat. If I didn't have a COVID test, I would say, huh, something's a little funny. I would say, my, possibly I'm passing a germ or something. Right. That's the way I, I say it. So I, I can tell that my body, my immune system is active doing something. That, that's right. the only report. I've got my voice sounds a little lower, I think. So Yeah, that's, a, that's the main thing that happened to me. Is just, the only thing that was the most uncomfortable was just my throat. Like that, sometimes I, it got where like, you know, I'd swallow a little bit. It felt a little glassy, you know, like crushed. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, once yeah. I, but once I do, uh, I would just do throat lozenges. Yeah. nonstop and it totally worked so Sar as far salt as salt gargle or something i yeah. can handle it but yeah so today is the first time where i woke up and could feel that i i feel different in some way and so now it's a test of is tomorrow you know the night's work so we'll see if tomorrow's better or worse but i should yeah. feel pretty good throughout the day today i don't have any fever or anything like that doesn't seem like so so well, uh, Zach and Chad both had it and were already feeling better very quickly. So that's who I got it from. So if I have the same strain as them, obviously, then, you know, uh, maybe I could feel better in 72 hours, I would hope. So we'll see if tomorrow's the worst day. And then, you know, that's just the way I'm looking at it. But I don't feel I could be no problem at all. We'll see. So I might be worse by end of the day, might not. It seems as if the best thing would be, like, we got to get Robin Hanson back on because – he said, if you could just give it to everybody, it would save lives and everything would be a lot better and you could keep the country running and all this stuff. You know, he said that two years ago, by the way. <laughs> he said it before. before he said it the, in yeah. January of 2020. Right. And yeah. so it, we got to get him back on, especially I want to talk to him because he, I guess he's uh, grew up some kind of Christian or something like that. He, too, be. he indicated he had some relationship with faith in a way that might be interesting and right. said and he likes to talk he said about one topic for a long time so if he comes back with we'll just pretty much we'll mention that and then camp out on the god thing see what that is to him yeah but it it, it makes more sense at the time even i was like i i mean you just can't really give people sickness but now that i see it if you could have groups where they were totally set up that all these people would have covid and yeah. that they would get the best you know they would get medical care they would they would be able to have medical care, and then anybody had a really adverse reaction could go to you That's know right. yeah. you know yeah. even even better. But but since an overwhelming majority feel crappy, have a bad you know I mean I, not to negate people dying it, is it could be dangerous. You know what I mean? And I would think nobody above probably my age forty five would have been in that group. But anybody probably forty five and under, you know, especially yeah. like twenty to forty year olds who really uh, survive more i think if they would have been injected and then had round the clock medical care until they were, you know you would have been able to i guess intervene uh, some of this but yeah i, I yeah, don't know i mean nobody cool. would have signed up for that but now i just think when i hear people now going will, yeah. now i almost wonder people saying wear your mask wear your mask wear your mask uh, like is in there at least a fair argument i'm not saying it's morally right or whatever a fair argument that the more people that get it the you could actually in the pandemic more you could uh, speed up or, something yeah yeah for sure you could get, get closer to, to herd immunity it, better yeah. and the, and that's still going to be in we could get to endemic disease faster to yeah. where it's more like the flu that's always there but m the natural immunities are at 
you know, and this one may be more reinfectious than the flu. So it'll be there, but there'll still be, once everybody has some immunity, the, the cases won't continue to rise. You yeah. know, this will be the all-time peak is, is in the next couple of weeks here, where it's literally, if you're out of your house, you around any people, you can basically expect to get it. I that my biggest uh, wish in life more than anything else right now would be to know how I got it because I promise you I, we, we oh, went, you could just get it anyway I mean you could get the grocery store so easy or anything that quickly yeah I mean is that transmissible then like it must because I mean it's literally you can't not get it I mean that like if you're out and about you can't yeah. expect to get it I have no idea how I got it. You breathe the air. It's in the I mean, air but, all the, but, every, in every place where humans are. <laughs> but I mean, where did I? I didn't. I mean, I, I went to the post office, but all, when I go to the post office, I go straight in because uh, they use stamps.com and uh, I drop the, just drop off all my packages right there. I don't even yeah. have to wait in line or anything. I didn't, I didn't wait in line anywhere. The, the funniest part about it is that shady place that I went. I, that's where I should have gotten it, but I already had COVID. So I don't know. I'm I just, I, I mean, I could not have been around anybody for more than like a minute. I, well, not, I no know. joke. I've been trying to think like, was there anybody that I was around and talked with? And it's just, no, no, there isn't anybody. I haven't said, I never saw the Shelton's after we got back from uh, Missouri, which I would have thought, okay, well, I would have gotten in Missouri, but Devin would have got it, but he didn't get it. Devin got it eventually, but from his wife you know, or kids, yeah, one, they don't know you. which one, but yeah, yeah, after me. And we didn't see each other for two weeks, so I don't even but, know. To, but I mean, you, you, did Jessica get it after you? Yes. After you did? Yeah, everybody got it. I got it, and, and then people started showing symptoms probably f- about the time I was starting to feel better. Yeah. Well, it's... So maybe they got it from me, but... I don't know. Yeah, and that and now it's awesome because um, I was on a call at the co-op and they just like we have a med- a doctor who's also a science communicator who is a dad there and the mom is a nurse and they're even yeah. involved in the in the co-op and we had a meeting with them because I mean they want to I mean they are panicked that group is panicked that's in yeah. the group of because the, their guidance is coming back like you should be loosening up not tightening up and they will not accept it. They will not accept it from this doctor who's a science communicator who came on the call to answer their questions. And it's like the most funniest. I mean, it's the most disastrous failure I've ever been a part of. But it's like (laughs) I've been a part of some (laughs) spectacular failures. But um, it's they'd sit there and they'd just go, "Okay, so I'd like to hear from Mark on this. If there if they have if we put if we had extra masks, would that be? reasonable to make everybody go up to make everybody wear N95 at this time. He goes, at this time, he says, and they're saying, we're going to cut out snacks. So that what the co-op moms want to do is cut out snacks for the children who are distanced outside. They want, and that, because you wow. can't take your mask off outside Ever, on no the playground, what. and they want to increase the mask to N95. Yeah. And he says, at this time, we do not recommend any of that. It is absolutely very low risk yeah. and within all guidance to not even have masks on outside if you want yeah. and they say so but wouldn't it be better and they will not accept his words and he is a really knows what he's talking about and he's so calm and then they just they'll just go back around and just they will not listen to anything right. he says and it's I like mean, yeah you know, it's the same crazy. people argue like i'll never wear a mask 
or you're, you're, it's the it's, same. Yes, yeah, it's, it's the same. How do they? How are people so ignorant not to realize they're, they're just say, they're what, just scared? Once I mean, there's bo- new information, cases, change mean. your mind. When you don't have information, do the best you can. And once more information comes out, change. But everybody just digs in it's too scary. as if like you lose. Like, I think people really think they lose. Like if they give up right now, then Some somehow cost, the, yeah, the other sure. team wins. Yeah, like, because you, they've been. You, Believing right. hard, they think they're really moral for that. Like they knew they were being more careful than everybody else, and they don't want to be undermined that those right. moral efforts of theirs have. They might not even want the pandemic to end. They might I don't like think they do. like the control of it or something, yeah. right? Yeah. Like it feels good to have. Yes, absolutely. this is. Oh wait, this is what will happen. This, yes. this, this, and this, and just. I mean, it's. it's but I. I, I they just don't. Can't. They don't close the. So we have these HEPA filters. They're giant and loud. So that's yeah. what's hilarious about it is there. And I know for a. If you know anything but fact, it's obvious that they're made these filters that they they're very expensive, yeah. and they it's all nonsense. And it has a million. It looks like something in Homer Simpson's office, like at the power plant, right? T- to look crazy and technical and giant and loud, and I know that that is only and largely to seem like it really does something. Right. <laughs> like, I promise, I promise I looked at because I understand enough about technology and right. whatever it is. And it is clearly made to be obnoxious because yeah. it gives a sense of security to have that big thing where you can't, you have to try to talk over. It's, a, yeah. it's ab- outrageous. And at the co-op, they leave the door, French doors of the classrooms open. Yeah. But they won't even close the doors when you do go inside, which is not the law. It's not the regulation. It's not the guidance from our college. It's not anything. It's just what they need to do to feel safe. And it's freezing cold. You got this HEPA filter blasting, and everybody's wearing masks, and you're trying to pretend like you're doing stuff with kids. And it's just an right. absolute travesty. I mean, it's, it's I mean, so it, bad. And just the idea, too, of just forgetting every other bad thing. Like COVID and now has become the, the just the supreme yeah. bad evil yeah. devil. Like we had to fight this one common enemy, no matter what, at, at the expense of so much other stuff. Like I just, I mean, I just, especially to the kids and stuff. But anyway, I, we talk about COVID too much. Let's change the subject. I can't even hardly stand it anymore. I just, I'm, but they're, they're going to, but what I'm saying it, right now though, they're going to soften up on masks. You're going to hear guidance from professionals starting to undermine the mask. And it's going to make people uncomfortable, but they're going to be like, yeah, those masks don't actually work. That They're going to start talking more like that again, because they're going to defaze yeah. us off of mass. other, because they know they scared everybody into it and it was necessary and it, maybe it was, and now it's not. But you can't tell them, oh, you're fine now, because then it means you, right. oh, you, you know, it, nobody it can handle it. So you just have to de-escalate. So they're going to try to slowly narrativize masks back to being, oh, cloth masks don't really work. Oh, right. you need this. You have to have actually a fit tested in 95 to even really get, it's going to go more that way. And yeah. then, you know, and so they're, that he said, I mean, he's saying very clearly the flu is a, a much higher risk to all of our children. Absolutely. No doubt about it. He's already saying that. Yes. And they would not, let, they will not accept that. Wow. Just will not. Oh, man. That's wild. Wild, wild, wild. I was trying to find. Uh, so we got some good guests coming up. This what was, What's like one of the guests that you, you're going to book? So we can just start t- telling people because I've gotten. Uh, so a couple of the ones I've gotten that I'm trying to book right now. Um, I got this philosopher that I found on Medium that I really like. His name is Douglas Giles. And uh, what was the. Uh, I think you'll really like him too, Matt, but he, uh, let's see if I can find him here. He, so he's on medium. If y'all, uh, buy, have medium buy it. If you pay the subscription, which I do, um, it's like $2, he, isn't it? I think it's five bucks, four ninety nine. I think something like that, but it's, I'm like, man, I have all these apps 
uh, you know, like Netflix and Hulu and mm -hmm. uh, YouTube TV. I was like, I should get somewhere. I just read a little bit. And I just, I actually really like media. Does it make you read because you know you pay for it? Like, I better fucking read it. Well, it, it's really great because it's the one time where every all the communication from it and everything really pays off. They send me an email and it, and then the algorithm knows what I've been reading or whatever. And so it's great. Like it just, it says, you, you'll probably like these articles, you know, same way as Netflix or whatever. But, uh, he, um, I'm trying to remember. I can't find the one. Oh, like, so he wrote, uh, he, he's kind of a, a, I guess he actually teaches at a college, kind of just a hair outside of Chicago. I thought it was in England. But uh, it he there was an article that wrote he wrote called the Pro what's the problem with wokeness, um, and he says before we dismiss wokeness it's just another propaganda ploy. Let's ask if if anything in the world has changed. And he goes on just to talk about wokeness. And he's not like a right winger. I think he's probably pretty far left actually. But it, but it's I like it when people go hey this is my team let's what are we doing here or something you know or, or just write, writes it in a way he can express and is way far farther way more intelligent than me and so it'll be good to have him on but i'm, I'm kind of excited about him as a guest uh college just started back up so he said he couldn't come till february but then uh, we might get old michael gunger back I, that, that's up in the air but possibly uh, he'd be a good guest what and do then, you what conversation do you think is ideal to have with gunger i want to talk about how we both started podcasts and and both had issues <laughs> <laughs> we both started christian podcasts to and with the idea of this being zone, important yeah. and it, it could help people on their journey and we can do stuff. And then both of our podcasts, I mean, had issues exactly the same as, oh, yeah, fucking church that we talk shit about forever. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You think like, he'll do it? You think he'll talk about that? I, I mean, will. I mean, it, it's not it's not a coincidence that a pastor almost ended our podcast. I mean, it's, right? it's, it's, it's not a coincidence. all real similar and, and, stuff. And, and, yeah. and it's not only on the pastor's fault. It's not no. only that that pastor's fault. I'll, I, the, uh, us and the congregation can take some some, some uh, uh, ownership, uh, uh, yeah, responsibility and ownership of that as well. But I just I don't know. And then um, I'm gonna have uh, Carl. There's just a little from Triple bit, X maybe. Church. Oh, Carl will be good. Yeah, I think uh, that'll be good. Yeah, I think Gunger will probably. Who knows? I mean, he, my sense is he will be on message for wherever he's headed next. Could be. You know, in a way, it's a weird thing with some of these. I can't figure it out because some of these people who have a awareness or awakening like type of openness, they also d don't. They also turn into like the. I guess it's the guru trap, is the way I would say it. It's like they still retain a blindness in some way that makes them want a leadership out of it like that's right. the thing that remains in a way like sell a course like to, it just can't i just can't get over that right that part like how but it's so like i i do believe that gunger understands some things beyond most people i actually believe that but yet how do you how do you not go into a guru trap you know right. i think most of the philosophy he's embraced is probably on the right track but how can you retain I just can't. That's the that's the part that's most interesting is how can you see some? I guess the same with Christianity. It's like you can get saved and change your turn your whole life around, right. but yet something stays super fucked. <laughs> right. Whatever that. So I don't know what it, like, and it's not the thing you talk about all the time. It's something else stays super fucked. So yeah. I, and then you think you've been saved or had awakening or whatever it is. Therefore, you that's the mechanism by which you 
you're able to continue to ignore whatever that th- whatever the one fucked up thing is. <laughs> right. Um, I just found the article that uh, it wasn't the wokeness one that got me for Douglas Giles. He wrote this article. Uh, the title of it is in 1914, Max Scheller described much of the next 107 years. And the, art- the article is really neat. From when? The- 1914. I might have read that. Yeah, tell me more about Max it. Scheller. Um, it, I've it, read just, some of those type of things where they oh, people a hundred years ago were predicting like in some stuff really well. Yeah, really well. He wrote a book called Resentiment, uh, and it describes the differences between actions from love that seek to improve others and actions from negative values that seek to diminish others. Uh, according to Webster's Dictionary, resentment is an obscure meaning of deep-seated resentment, frustration, and hostility accompanied, accompanied by a sense of being powerless to express these feelings directly. And that's, you know, that's what a lot of people, are, I think, are feeling right now. I'll read that one more time. Uh, it's a deep-seated resentment, frustration, and hostility, uh-huh. hostility accompanied by a sense of being powerless. So you're angry, yeah. you're mad, and then it goes, and he goes on to talk about uh, how we interact with each other and how powerful we could be if we actually interacted with each other in a positive way, but our negative mistrust and resentments Mm. and all this stuff really do affect each other. And then the rise of individualism has its good, good and bad. Yeah. So that'll be really interesting to talk to him about. That seems like the kind of the cocktail that, that leads to depression, I think. Yeah. A little bit. It's like the, cause it's um, my, my overall take on depression is like it, it's some there's some mechanism involved where if you can't express your anger and rage then you have to shut it that, that there's you know there's a shut shutting down of that system yeah to prevent it like you can't you know if you if you wanted to scream and yell at your kids and hit them and can't and won't and can't you know the way not to would be right. like a bear hibernates like slower take it yeah. take it down like like and it's not no, not saying it's voluntary on either side of that, but it's like healthy ways to because you you can't be an individual, very individualistic, have a lot of drive, have a lot of like desire for the world right. to go do stuff, and then not get to do anything because you're limited by whatever you're limited by, and then not have that feeling that needs to come out somehow, and then right. if you can't express it, then it seems like a depression is an alternative to rage or something sometimes yeah 100 percent uh and then uh he makes a good distinction too sheller it says uh between like actual real grievances and then the ones that aren't as aren't as much and so the ones that aren't uh our biggest issues like our our, the issues that we face as humans there's some real wrongdoing everybody knows that (laughs) even if you say it not everybody knows there's been some bad shit that's gone down you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. but then there ends up being the the movements of people end up they want to get their ten minutes, fifteen minutes of fame, or their something that happened to them, and then it gets so spread thin that then the real issues don't get solved as much because everybody has an issue, and, it, and that's true. Everybody has an issue, but then you hold on to yours so tightly uh, that then you don't end up helping the real cause, and then people think you're just blaming them, or mm-hmm. you know, like if if you just blame people for things. It, it doesn't oh, blame work is at all. So bad, yeah. You know blame I mean? it is just, the it worst. It doesn't work. It do, it, there's no education there. There's no yeah. realization. Like it, it, it's one of the weakest forms of of helping somebody. I mean, it's it's not even. It does it doesn't even help people. So well, you know, when blame is going around, you can feel it. You can feel blame. You like think how sensitive you are to blame. Like you just could be sitting right. around and feel. Am I blame? Somebody blame me? Like you, and then think about that mental state of like yeah. you're in an environment where blame is 
feeling like it's cast and you're not sure if it's landing on you or not, like how clear of a force that is. Like right. you, everybody's extremely sensitive to it from a very young age. So it's not like you, and it doesn't work because nobody goes, oh yeah, over here, over here. Right. I'll do some changing. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I, thank you for pointing. I mean, that's just That's not, a good point. I'm going to, you, know uh, no, you just dig yeah. deeper in what you're saying. Right. Because you, you just you have to make wrong. sure it doesn't land on you is the first impulse you right. have. And you need to know why it's not you because if they turn and look at you, you better be ready with a defense. So you already make the defense before you consider whether yeah. it should or not because in, in no case am I accepting blame is everybody's default point right. of view. <laughs> Uh, listen to this, he writes, uh, this is Doug, Doug right here. The feelings of resentment lead to false moral judgments on others uh, that Scheller calls value delusions. These delusions are a form of moral blindness that results in a tendency to belittle, degrade, dismiss, or to reduce. This guy's writing this in 1914. It's crazy. Uh, genuine values as well as their bearers. Individuals and groups in the psychological state of resentment are hampered in their ability to make sound moral judgments and tend to see values uh, and other people through a filter of negative prejudice. And you don't even yeah. realize it. No, you don't that, see You know it, what yeah. I mean? You don't realize you're seeing somebody with negative through the lens of negative prejudice, but you are. And on every side, in every human. Right. And then, like, and yeah. That, yeah. And you have, and it's easy to do, like, especially if you just are have a, what, you know, we'd say is ignorance. Like, if you used to think gay people were bad, it's like, you don't, it's a, nice because you don't really know any, you don't know anything about it. You're scared of your own sexuality stuff. And so you get to have that moral blindness and say, they're bad. Right. And it doesn't feel like you're, it feels like you're good yeah. when you do it. Not bad. <laughs> right. Um, and then, like I was saying, I'm going to have Carl on. We haven't had him in a long time, so it'll be interesting. He's still doing Triple X Church, just grinding it out, though? I, like, that's his deal? You know, I don't know. That's what Craig like, sold, so, or gave it or whatever. I don't know. Well, I thought it's Craig a gave it to so. that uh, uh, ex-porn star that came on with the husband who didn't masturbate for seven years or something. Yeah, yeah. Something Brittany, like that. Yeah. Uh, Brittany, I think that that was, uh, I thought they had it, but maybe Carl still owned part of it, or maybe they gave it up and now Carl runs it, but he's I got think a Carl new, runs it. He's got a new book he's coming out. Or um, but I told him, I was like, I think probably our, I mean, overall, like even like with marriage supply, we don't have pornographic images on there. And I think that I, I like that, that that provides what there's one site where that is maybe I'm, I know there's other Christian sex toy sites and stuff, but I mean, our site. Uh, the ladies that started marriage supply wanted it that way. And so I'm, I'm fine honoring that tradition and I don't care anyway. I know the negative aspects of porn. I just don't feel as evil and guilty about porn anymore. Mm -hmm. I used to feel only guilt. Now I think more of a, about it of like, is it helpful? Uh, not, not, I don't think of it as eternal dam damnation anymore. That's the only way I used to look it's, at it. It's more like very bad for you, superficial sugar eating. Like, yeah, it, yeah, know. that's a great way of saying it. You're right. It's like sugar. It's like you shouldn't be eating that many Skittles, man. Right. Or really any, many. or like yeah, once a right. year or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or, you know, it, I mean, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah. so it's more like that now, as opposed to the the mm. condemnation, because I used to have so much condemnation. I'd feel so terrible and bad and evil. I just felt like, oh man, and, and, you know, this was my thorn, and I, and and now I look back and that just seems so stupid. There's way more wrong with me, evil inside of me than than I looked at porn and Jack Doll. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like that was just a a thing, but because uh, the the church was male dominated, and obviously all the pastors were looking at porn and jacking off, it became central to stop this because they the thing that you do most you talk bad about. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. So a lot of times there's gay people that, you know, gay Christians that talk, talk bad about homosexuality and they're, they're actually homosexuals. They're trying to fight it off or distance themselves from it in some way or something like that. So I think that's part of it. Like my upbringing was they, a lot of sex and porn because that's probably what the pastors were doing. Yeah. The men, the men in leadership were doing that and it was male dominated. Yeah. But yeah. So because it'll be interesting to talk to Carl. And it's because they were struck like people are typically trying to help others or say they're helping others with the problems they have themselves. Otherwise, why right. are they so aware of it and have so many thoughts about it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, that's the way it goes. Uh, who's a uh, guest you're going to get? Um, who my list? I have one. Robin Hanson there. Ryan Holiday is the first is the main person I want. I don't like. I don't, who is that? I feel like I know him, but I, he's who, like an author. Uh, he's got a bunch of pretty popular books out. Um, but like his latest books on courage, but he does a lot of stoicism, uh, books and, um, I don't know. So he, he's, he's out doing stuff now. So, cause I heard him on some other podcasts. So I know he's, I think we could probably get him, but he's just a big, big time author and just really solid on stoic and stuff. Like I heard him talking about being a public figure and, and what comes with that and mistakes you can make with that and stuff like that. And I thought it'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, um, I, I got. I, um, I wrote him a long time ago, so I guess you must have had me reach out to him because I wrote probably. him back in 2018. But but he's doing the book. You know, he's out on the circuit now, so we can usually get people when they're trying to promote their yeah, book that's true. or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, one hundred. I don't like it when agents hit us up and say, "Hey, we got somebody with a cool book. You might want to have them on." Those are my least favorite. But yeah. if you know somebody you like, and then you wait till they have a book, that's how you can get somebody you really want. So right. Um, that's how we had Jordan Peterson, and then he canceled. Yeah, that would have been a good one to have just in the uh, – I, I think it would have been very uh, polarizing guest, but it would have been a good name to say. Uh, yeah, we it would have been – I mean, something would have happened interesting. Yeah. To, in that, If I had a conversation with Jordan Peterson, there's no way I wouldn't let something, at least one interesting – I would have caused at least one interesting thing to happen. Oh, yeah. My whole – because he's so – people like that are so good at dominating that right. it would just be my game to try to see if I could get him to break – character at some in some way like that would be my my only goal for some those type of person is to see if i could just throw them off enough to get something real you know it's interesting too because he was going to come on and i think the reason he didn't come on was they said he was feeling sick that day or something i think he had bad internet his hotel is what he said maybe it's just bad internet yeah maybe it's just bad internet maybe that's what it is but who else who else you got coming on um i uh like lenore skenazy from Free Range Kids. She's who we donated oh, yeah. uh, money to from the yep. 69 Challenge last time. Um, and she lives in New York, I think New York, but she, you know, she's about Free Range Kids and stuff like yeah. that. So that's infinite amount of interesting things to talk about there. She's kind of a hero in that way. Um, yeah. And I have... That, those are the ones that stick out the most I really want to get. And then there's some other topics I have um, that... The I, I really like Gabor Mate, uh, and he, he's really amazing. But didn't you try him one time and he said no? He didn't respond. I think so. I think that's what it is. Gabor, yeah. He's just awesome. But he's like, uh, he does the. He's the guy. First of all, he writes about ADHD and trauma and stuff, like in a, in a deep way. But he also. Yeah. Um, he runs like the clinics in Toronto where they they give you clean needles oh, and stuff. Yeah. And he, you know, they tell these people, these street people, and he'd been doing this way before there was a homeless problem. But it's like he tells people when they get to him 
or willing to take treatment or whatever, even for the drugs that they, he says, good job at surviving. You did the, you had, you did the amount of drugs you had to do to get to here now kind of right. a thing. Like it's not, it's like the opposite of a shame situation. It's like, oh yeah, of course you had to do drugs. I mean, right. how could, and that, and you, and you survived though. A lot of people didn't even, so many people don't even survive yeah. and you got all the way to here then you the drugs were part of your journey to get here so at least you found a way to cope like you did right. um yeah i'll try we, we can heat him up you can do something but uh it, it's interesting i uh he's he was on uh what's his what's his butt tim ferris's podcast i guess so uh the thing that i'm really expecting over the next 10 years is the explosion of uh normalizing drug use i think that's that's oh, yeah. just i mean because oh yeah definitely there's a bunch of drugs that are super normal and then there's these other ones though no you can't handle it you know what i yeah, mean that'll, a little bit, that'll go away it's been a little bit of that moral blindness oh well <laughs> you know i need this drug because my blood pressure my blood pressure i could die without it but then but but stuff that affects your mind is just immediately evil you know what I mean? Like LSD, you know, uh, that, that stuff is going to just go through oh, the moon. Yeah. Tim Ferriss is already doing that. There's, there's a shitload of, you know, hallucinogenic, I guess, whatever. What's the uh, psilocybin? Yeah. Um, There'll be a battle between be. that and big pharma or whatever. Oh, like that's the, right. Those are the, that's the, the way it. That's the big pharma the, battles, that, that's going to yeah. get, oh God, I don't even know what's going to happen. So. Yeah, and it's scary. I mean, it's, it's all that stuff scary with the vaccines and the, I mean, we're medicated. Like if you right. look at the whole population, you could just say, as it grew to the end of the 20th, 20th century and the 21st century, that societies all became very medicated. And from caffeinated to, right. I mean, like they say, caffeine is just such a big part of our culture. We wouldn't at all be who we are without it. And we're always in a caffeinated state. So we don't, that's not bad. It's just, the, that's just the water we're in. And right. now with every, all the other drugs that we have and, and stuff, it's just, we're in, we're all, I mean, it's like the population is very highly medicated and that won't change that's just not going right. to change just a matter of no, what are the medications and how do they alter populations and stuff but i mean yeah. you know in the biggest sense the medications make the population docile right right like that's the oh that's all that really is going like if you zoom all the way out and look at all the drugs manufactured industry taken put like the the biggest number like if you just zoomed out and saw the energy from space of medications and drugs and how they were flowing you would just see a shitload of resources going into drugs that make populations more manageable yeah that that is true because otherwise what we're going to do i mean back to what we're saying before otherwise we need to like we're built to kind of like fight and stuff you know right like that's what we're we have that yeah (laughs) well i mean we we have moral blindness and violence and a lot of drive for personal ambition so that equals violence period yeah, we have that. We have so much stuff backwards, and <laughs> what we think's right and wrong. It's just, I mean, it, it, there's no doubt that we can't handle our lives as they are. Yeah, yeah, like, right. We, so, we, yeah. we 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 cannot handle this. We can't. The, I mean, this anxiety and depression is 100 percent real, All, of course, and and that should be like recognized as, uh, of course, our lives are so overwhelming that of course you would have to have something like depression or anxiety. Like it, that, that, that makes the most sense to me right now. Like, I mean, I mean, of course the stress that we are under now is, is a different stress than anybody's ever been able to ever even experience. I mean, only a few people have experienced this kind of level of 
uh, connected and and how many yeah, people's yeah, lives yeah. are on the line. That's right. You know what I mean? Like only a few people have experienced that in history. And Just the aware cybernetic awareness that we possess is right. like how would you supposed to how who the fuck how. Who, who thought anybody could handle that? Right. <laughs> like, like knowing about all the stuff that's out there that's bad. Like, did anybody think that we, anybody better handle all that? I know. I was watching the uh, uh, World War Two in color. Have you seen that on Netflix? No. I, I don't ever watch history stuff, but I was like, oh, I'll try. It's in color, and it's just interesting uh, how you know, you know, like Winston Churchill. I just thought, oh yeah, man, that is a great dude. But at the time, Winston Churchill, a lot of people didn't like him. Or didn't want him to take over, and he ended up becoming the prime minister. And then he had to make decisions where, if he didn't make some of the decisions he made, the war probably would have turned out a lot different. And I mean, yeah. I know that that's that's just one country, and I'm sure every country. If America didn't, you know, the, if, if France didn't do things, they were going to. Do, but he had to like do certain things, and all these lives were on the line, and he had to go. Yes, I know people are going to die, and that, so like he knew a uh, level of pressure and of life, and but now. You work at McDonald's and know how many people are dying and what, what, what that you aren't going to be able to pay your bills and that this is going to be this hard or that, you know, uh, you don't know how to handle your relationship and things are bad, but this uh, every relationship on Facebook looks good. So something must be fucked up with you. And, you know, uh, you know, you need coaching, you need drugs, you need. I mean, it's just you cannot be expected to handle it. You can't. So you, you're in the right right now. You know, like if you if you are experiencing depression and anxiety, you're not messed up that's that should give you a clue that so your your body's telling you hey this is that whatever's happening outside of you is causing this i really yeah, believe yeah, that yeah. like we we really Ooh, do want to tend to go my brain's messed up i think it it can be for sure i'm not going to negate that people have issues mentally but i mean whatever's happening in our society is killing us wouldn't you it say that killing. if things continued to ramp up you just see a more and more split between who suffered from anxiety and who suffered from depression like and some people can have both yeah. i guess but right. you know what i mean is that a, is that a fundamental fork if the stress level goes up are those two yeah. fundamental ways with dealing with a unnavigable environment yeah i think so I mean, and, there's you know, a different prone more to anxiety and depression. Right. I, mean, I never thought I had anxiety, but now I, I can sense it and understand what that means. I can clearly say, oh, yeah, well, for sure. But I, I'm still not very in tune with it. But I, I mean, I'm not feeling depressed still since I've been on this earth, even a shred. Like, that's, yeah. I, I still don't have any identification. It scares me that I would. But on the other hand, if things continue to be more difficult, then I guess I just will come more face to face that there's anxiety present to deal All with. Right. But I the the number one anxiety that I've been I mean, there's gotta be a book about this, but I think from nineteen twenty one to twenty twenty one, the amount of anxiety and pressure on a parent has is ten X, twenty X, fifty X. I think it's one of the most like you used to have kids. Like think about just from when you and I were kids in the, the, the 70s, worries, they did not give the a worries, fuck about children. The worries that the parents had for kids. Like, you, you, you didn't want your kid's arm to get cut, chopped off. Yeah. Be careful. But, I mean, you you know, you just went and, and I know fucked up things happen for sure. But fucked up things always will happen. And now, like, I went, I, like, I feel like I went to the, this is maybe just me. I took June to the eye doctor just to get a new prescription and her eyes were a little worse. And I felt like I was taking responsibility for it. I was like, why my, my fucked up body made my daughter not have good eyes? Couldn't I have at least given her good eyes? Or something, you know, like, and I'm just like, and I've just felt afraid, like, we got to get her good glasses and we got to do this. And if we do this the right way and, you know, and I just, today when the kids, it was so funny, uh, 
it it was 19 degrees outside in Champaign, and I dropped the kids off, and the door opens up at 8.35, and I dropped them off at 8.33. And all these kids were standing outside, and I was like, why won't they just let them in? It's just two minutes. Just let all these kids. Don't they know it's 19 degrees? And then I immediately thought, oh, wait. Kids always stood outside forever in yeah. Champaign, and now my dumb ass, and these, yes. we think we got to yes. take care of the kids. and. It, I'm stealing a little yes. strength from them. Yeah, yes. Like, yeah. let my kid be a little cold and, and understand what cold is. Yeah. And go, oh, I need to know. Oh, this is cold. Next time I want to bring my gloves. Like, let them learn something instead of just, no, just let them into the, the heating. And yes. I was like, and I, I kind of regret. I was like, that, that was a dumb thought by me. Like, let yep. my kid be cold for a little bit. They're not yep. going to die. You're right. And if they right. do, I can't stop it anyway. My kids are going to die at some point. Maybe they'll be 120 years old. But it won't be from f- frostbite. I know. <laughs> I know. They could have stood out there for 20, 30 minutes and been fine. And they would have actually liked it. They were. I was like, do you want to sit in the car until the, no, 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 dad. They wanted yeah, to fine. go outside and be in the cold and to see their friends. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's. That's what I would have done too, and yeah. th- and that's okay. They'll be stronger. That's They'll the be camps better. at the co-op that want to fight is between the can't have snack because you can't take your right. mask off outside, and they can't go two hours without a snack. I know. <laughs> like, okay, just don't have a snack, and there's like, and that is devastating to some. Like, well, well, Johnny would not. I mean, how will he? What if he doesn't have his water bottle? I mean, how could he? Right. I mean, I don't think that's going to have work. it. Blood sugar. Good Lord. Like, do you remember when you were a kid? Like, when did you have, did you have a water bottle at your side at all times? And have, I mean, do you, you know what I mean? Like, you might get a little out of the hose and be in the sun for six hours with no food or if you didn't feel, I mean, just whatever. Right. Like, you didn't, you weren't having snacks at, you weren't doing that. I know. All right. Y'all stay alive out there.